Western Australia, the village, the three proje projects uh, within the village there. So we give regulars a church. Uh, myself and Jacob uh, also sponsor uh, two children. Uh, we're a Thayer and one Cha. Also don't speak Thai. Um, but they're their names and uh, two little eight-year-olds. And so uh, it's just such an incredible relationship. And so, um, yeah, if you head over and have a chat to these guys, that would be amazing. Fantastic. So much has happened already, hey? God is good. It's good to be in his house. It's good to see all your faces too. Amen. The title of my message this morning is Little Foxes and Big Prayers. Little Foxes and Big Prayers. You know, we're currently uh, getting a renovation done uh, at the moment at our home um, so that my mum can move in. And so we're um, putting in an extra bathroom and we're creating space for her. And so uh, we've just built our current home and we've um, just moved into our new home. And as most of you are aware, we are also, uh, we have a commercial build happening with our church as well, which we're super excited about. And, uh, and so out of the three builds, the, the, um, our personal home, the church build, and then this tiny little renovation, the one that has caused the most chaos and the most stress has been this tiny little renovation. We've had issues with the uh, business owner and I'm going to be very, uh, I'm not going to share too much, I'm going to be very discreet, but we've had uh, some issues with um, the business owner. He's really messed us around, like I'm telling you, I won't give you all the details, but he's really messed us around. Messed us around. We put a significant amount of deposit down and when I say we, I mean mum, put a significant amount of deposit down. We didn't know if we were getting ripped off if we'd ever see that money again, if the renovation would even take place. Uh, we've had multiple conversations with this guy because conversations are good, right? Sometimes let's just sit down and have a conversation because maybe there's a miscommunication happening here. Uh, so we sat down and had multiple conversations, uh, you know, with this guy of the past six months, eight months, however long it's been. And, uh, but... You know, after you extend, you know, grace and mercy and you but you expect something to happen, all trust has been broken. You know, there's absolutely no trust there whatsoever. And so what we thought compared to the other two uh, bigger builds was a slam dunk. You know, a slam dunk has really caused some issues. And it's not over yet. It's not over yet. But I tell you what, we're close. We're close. And it's looking good. In fact, mum's bathroom looks better than mine. I'm not going to say I'm jealous or anything because you're not allowed to say that when you're a Christian, right? But it looks pretty good. But it got me thinking about two things. It got me thinking about two things. Number one, watch out for the little foxes. The little foxes. Sometimes it's not the big things, right? It's the little things. Watch out for the little foxes. And number two, not without prayer. Number two, not without prayer amen there's this piece of scripture in the book of song of songs which is a love story i don't know if you've read the song of songs it's a love story between a jewish maiden and solomon the king and we read in song of songs in chapter 2 verse 15 it says this catch for us the foxes the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. That's what it says. In context, what it's saying is that these lovers wanted 
anything that could potentially cause problems between them removed. That's what the scripture means and is saying in context, fully aware that it's the little foxes that cause the biggest problems. Tiny little renovation, slam dunk, you've got to be joking. And tell, we had a whole home built and we've got a whole church being built. You think this was no problem. Watch out for the little foxes. It's sometimes the little things that cause the biggest problems. And this is why, this is the point, it's absolutely necessary to pay attention to the little things. Absolutely necessary to pay attention to the little things because they have the potential to hurt our relationships. They have the potential to hurt our marriages. They have the potential to hurt our workplace, what's happening in our workplace, our ministry, our testimony, whatever it may be. They have the potential, even worse, to hurt our relationship with God. They have that potential and even worse, to take us out completely. Those little foxes have that potential you think it's the big things coming for you head on but it's the little foxes that are coming from behind to take you out completely they're often very subtle little foxes they're very subtle they come in many different forms and sometimes they promise big and deliver little they promise big and deliver little they look good on the outside they have the talk the charisma uh, they they pull you but they distract you from the true vine They distract you from the true vine. They have a way of sneaking into our lives before we even know that they are there. Before we even realise they've snuck into our lives. They they have a way of positioning themselves into first place before God. Even if we never intended that to be the case. They have this way. So little foxes can be anything that take us away from the things of God. These are the little foxes that we're dealing with. Anything that takes us away from our relationship with Jesus Christ. And you know what? They have the potential, just as the scripture said, to ruin the vineyard that is in full bloom. And so the question is, well, what does the vineyard represent? What does the vineyard represent in our lives? And so we read in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5, and this is Jesus speaking. It says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, the vineyard represents our relationship with God. You know, these lovers in the Song of Songs, they had their relationship. But this is our relationship with God, the most important relationship in our lives, the most important relationship in our lives. And yes, it, becomes, it comes first before our spouse. It's God first, the most important relationship 
in our lives. And from that relationship, we produce fruit. Jesus is the vine we just read. God is the gardener. And then the Holy Spirit is the one that produces the fruit in and through us. It's the Holy Spirit that produces the fruit. And, you know, sometimes or a lot of the time, what I find, it's normally when things are going well. You know, when your vineyard is in full bloom, things are going well that the little foxes come in to attack the vineyard. You know, when we kind of least expect it, when we're a bit more relaxed, when our guard is down. You know, when you kind of stop, sometimes you do all these things you do to get to a certain place and then you stop doing those things that you did to get there. You can relate? I see a few nodding heads. I'm glad it's not just me. You're like, oh, I'm good now. And then you stop that, stop that, stop that. And hang on a minute, I'm not so good anymore. And you kind of backtrack, okay, what decisions, you know, have I made? We make decisions that allow these little foxes to creep back into our lives. We leave doors open. We leave them, what, I'm forever telling the kids, mind you, the Renault guys every day, they come at 7 o'clock, you know, they're so early, it's like... And the door has to stay open because there's only one door. Anyway, different story. We leave doors open, guards down, stay focused. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart. This is the Bible speaking. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. It starts with our hearts. Everything starts here it starts everything starts from our hearts we are to guard our hearts meaning catch offense catch unforgiveness catch those little lies those little lies that you think you know catch compromise catch justification catch and you add what you want to say right now because i don't really you know i don't know what's happening in your head and in your life. This business owner gave me plenty of opportunity and still is to check my heart multiple times, multiple. When he comes into my home and I feel my flesh rising, it's my job to protect my heart. It's my job to protect my heart. I extend kindness, forgiveness, grace. I even offer him a coffee And he says yes, and he drinks from my cup. (laughs) It's my responsibility to declutter from unforgiveness, from bitterness, from frustration, from anger. Why? Because I'm catching those little foxes. Why? Because I don't want them to come between my relationship with God. No way. Why would I allow that? No. You know, the Bible says it's our responsibility to keep ourselves from being polluted from this world. It's our responsibility. It's not like, oh, I'm such a victim. What was me? All these things just keep coming on me. What am I going to do about it? You know, those victims that, oh, gosh. Those victims. (laughs) We're victors. Amen? Amen? Put your hands together. We're victors. We're not victims. And it's just not what life throws at us. We walk in victory and it is our responsibility to protect ourselves from becoming polluted 
from this world. James 1.7 says, and get this, and it's interesting, compassion are with us here this morning as well. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's in one scripture. One scripture. Another translation puts it like this, the message. You've got to love the message. Anyone who sets himself up as religious by talking a good game is self-deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. Anyone blowing hot air? Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father is this. Reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from this godless world. So it's so important that we really are aware of these things that are coming up and trying to come into our hearts or come into our lives. Sometimes it's not just our hearts, it's coming into our lives. And there's nothing worse than sweeping these little foxes under the carpet or sticking our heads in the sand. You're a head stand, sand sticker or whatever. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or are you a sweeper under the carpet? Pretend it's not happening because it's, they're just going to get bigger and bigger and make more of a mess. You're much better to deal with the situation when it's little, pay attention to it when it's little. And sometimes to catch these little foxes, sometimes that means a conversation, sometimes it means reaching out and asking for help, sometimes it means to um, uh, start doing something, sometimes it means to stop doing something, whatever it may be in your context, in your world. But whatever you do, catch the fox. Sometimes it means crucifying the flesh. The good news is, is that if we remain in the vine, if we remain in the vine as we remain in God, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. We're not on our own. That's the good news. That's the good news and it's the Holy Spirit that produces the fruit within us. The Holy Spirit helps us to uh, put to death these little foxes. Um, and the Holy Spirit produces this type of fruit in us, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Catch those foxes. Point number two, not without prayer. So there was a period, like I said earlier, with this renovation where we just didn't know what was happening. Like we just, we, we, we didn't, it was quite a few months as well uh, where, again, we'd put a significant amount of money down and then just nothing, like for months and months and months. Just a lot of words you know when sometimes you get a lot of words and they're just words and, and a lot of promise dates, like a lot of promise dates that came and went and then no answers to emails, no answers to phone calls, no answers to text me messages, just nothing. You know, I just think communication is basic manners. That's how I think, you know. Um, I'm big on communication. It's just like at least tell us what's happening. Uh, and so I'm getting fired up a little bit. Because I'm half Sicilian and, and I, I, my dad was a businessman and I don't like how these guys operate. You know, I just appreciate, be fair, be honest, just talk, like, just communicate, like, tell us what's happening. Even if it's not going to happen for six months, tell us that. Don't lie through your teeth. Just be honest. And so 
But with a little bit of research, with a little bit of research, and I'm trying to be respectful here, I hope I am, with a little bit of research, we found out that there uh, was some, there's some major issues happening in this business. So it's not just, you know, it, there's, some, there's some big things happening there. So for us, there's no backing out. For us, there's no such thing as we just take our money, get our money back and go. We, 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 have to, we're going, we have to go through with this. We have to go through with this. There's no backing out. And the only way through and was only the only way through has been through with prayer. There's no way it was going to happen without prayer. And perhaps a, possibly a few firm conversations. Jacob maybe had one or two. But we just prayed and prayed and prayed. And to be honest, it's an absolute miracle to what we see right now. It's an absolute miracle but it wouldn't have happened without prayer and you know and and God has been speaking to me personally about prayer a lot lately particularly in the last year or so and he's been really calling me higher in my personal prayer life you know by nature I'm a doer so when I'm praying I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's why I guess I go on prayer walks because at least I'm doing something while I'm praying anyone relate no yes I just don't feel like I'm doing anything when I'm praying but the way that God's got it across to me and has spoken to me and ministered to me is that I really understand the tithe I understand that 90% of my money or God's money goes further than a hundred percent like I understand that I see I see it operating in my life. I see the miracles. There's just no two ways about it. You can't ever talk me out of tithing. It's not going to happen because I understand how much it works. And so the way he's speaking to me about praying is it's the same. It's, it's completely, you're going to accomplish more, see more, get more done, walk more in victory if we spend more time in prayer. You know how God speaks to you your way? That's how he spoke to me. And I'm like, oh, I get it. So it means doing less. And yes, it doesn't make sense, but it's the same concept as the tithe. I mean, it's a fairly good deal, really, because he does the work and you do less work. It was pretty cool. It was an awesome revelation. And so women, it's kind of like less nagging, less nagging about the socks. If you're here last week, you'll know. And more praying. Otherwise, what do we do? We labour in vain. We labour in vain. Honestly, who's got time to labour in vain? Otherwise, we spin our wheels. I don't have time to be spinning in the same spot. How boring. And, you know, that's why here at Everyday Church, all our ministries are covered in prayer. That's why we have monthly prayer. That's why we have pre-service prayer. That's why we pray in our growth groups. That's why we kick off the service with prayer. What else do we do with prayer? Kick off our board meetings in prayer. That's why everything is covered in prayer because we understand that nothing happens without prayer. And, you know, most things, significant things, things for eternity are not going to happen without prayer. So that loved one, and I understand I'm talking about a material thing right now. I get that. It's not going over my head. And a lot of us are dealing with quite serious issues. I get that. But that loved one we're believing for, it's not going to happen without prayer. That financial breakthrough is not going to happen without prayer. That work situation 
is not going to happen without prayer. It's arrogant to think, really, that we can do it in our own strength. Heaven and earth needs to be moved. And particularly with this guy that I was dealing with, (laughs) heaven and earth needed to be moved. (laughs) Being a bit cheeky now. Praise God. I've been praying for him, don't worry. Praying for his salvation in Jesus' name. But that's where God comes in. Heaven and earth needs to be moved and only God can move heaven and earth but through our prayers because he's given us the authority, right? He calls us though to open up our mouths and pray. And many of us again are dealing with different types of issues and there's something to be said for corporate prayer. There is something to be said for corporate prayer. There is something powerful when God's saints, that's his believers, come together and pray. Something so powerful. And not only pray, but be bold in praying. Be shameless, be audacious, be reckless, be daring. Pray big prayers. There's something to be said for that because there's a parable in the Bible that says it's not just based on friendship. It's not just based on relationship. God likes it when we pray bold prayers. God likes it when we are shameless, when we are audacious. We read about it in Luke chapter 11 verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread and a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I'll tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, because of relationship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. God responds to our bold, big prayers. That's what he responds to. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. God is a God of miracles, but not without prayer. And corporate prayer is powerful. Where two or three are gathered, there he is in our midst. So when we come together and pray, yes, we're praying for others, but God does miracles within your own personal life. You just need to look at the book of Acts for two seconds to see that the early church was so serious about praying together. They prayed together in the temple. They prayed together in their homes. They prayed together for the sick. They prayed together in the spirit. They prayed together at mealtimes. They prayed together during persecution. Constantly you read about them, them devoting themselves to prayer. Constantly. Constantly. You know, prayer needs to be our anchor point in our lives. Our anchor point in our lives personally underpinning everything we do otherwise we labor in vain and again who's got time for that and prayer needs to be a priority in our church as well underpinning everything that we do but most of all let's not forget that prayer is about intimacy with our heavenly father that's what it comes down to relationship that's what it comes down to relationship with our heavenly Father, first and foremost. And so the question is, is, well, what does this mean for you? I encourage you 
catch the little foxes in your life. Whatever God's been highlighting to you this morning, don't let them affect your relationships, your testimony, your ministry, your workplace, your marriage, and most of all, your relationship with God. And pay attention to the little things. Don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. Don't sweep them under the carpet. Don't stick your head in the stand and pretend they're not happening. Take a look at them and deal with them the right way. And step up in your prayer life. Step up in your prayer life. God is calling you higher, both personally and corporately. God is calling you higher. And if you're not doing this already, start praying with your kids. Pray with your, your spouse. Pray, pray by yourself. Go on prayer walks if you're a bit of a doer, whatever it may be. Start praying with us corporately. Join our prayer meetings. Join our pre-service prayer and watch God move powerfully. Watch God move powerfully. Let him do the work. He wants to. Watch him move powerfully in your lives. Amen. Let's pray. Why don't you bow your heads? First, I just want to pray for anyone that's sitting in the service here that has never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or perhaps you have and you've walked away and you'd like to make a recommitment today. And so we're going to pray a prayer all together as a church and if you'd like to be a part of that prayer, you can pray along with us. It's a simple prayer and it's just taking that step to say, hey, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life and, and I want to start this journey with you. And so, church, if you'd repeat after me. God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins, wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just with every head still bowed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or if you made a recommitment this morning, if you just slip your hand up in the air just so I can see it. Love to pray with you. If you're online, we'd love to get some resources to you. We had someone got saved uh, the other week um, and reached out, which was pretty awesome. So if you're online, reach out to us and let us know. Just a few more moments. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to pray for all of us right now. God, I thank you for every single person here, Father God. I thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. I just pray, Father, that you'd give us um, and continue to give us the grace and the mercy that we need, Lord. Give us the clarity and the wisdom, Lord, to be aware of these little foxes, Father God, that would catch these little foxes, Lord, that would guard our hearts, Father that would lay down the things that we need to lay down, Father God. You know, we've been singing uh, all morning and it wasn't planned, but just about a firm foundation, a firm foundation. And this is part of developing a firm foundation. Yes, you're our firm foundation, but this is a part of developing a firm foundation. And I just pray, Lord, for every single person, Father God, in the area of their prayer life that today... We take one step higher in this area, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Why don't you stand to your feet right now? Thank you, Lord God. Praise you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord God. We're just going to worship this morning, church, and just allow God to continue to minister to you as uh, we sit in his presence, stand in his presence right now. Thank you, team. Christ is my firm.